0: Oh,
1: shit. <laughs>
2: Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. It. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, January 11th, a busy Thursday, January 11th. We're going to talk about rumors. We got a big one that's on the cusp of signing. As a matter of fact, the LA Times put it out. We have details about it. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming around about Gabriel Peck. We're going to talk about him, see where we're at. Also, LA Galaxy part ways with Yoban Kurovsky, a guy who has been around the club for a very long time. We're going to talk about the history of that. Single game tickets on sale for Miami. Lots and lots and lots and lots of rumors to help me do all that glad to have him back on the show he is your reporter extraordinaire with the galactic tribune welcome back mr alex ruiz alex how you doing buddy goody i'm good josh how are you doing man hey ha- uh, happy- it's too late happy new year i was i was gonna say statute of limitations already ran out it's only supposed to be three four days that's it you can't say happy new year anymore but i appreciate it thank you thank you uh <laughs> how was the how was the holiday season treating you okay not too bad yeah pretty good um okay pretty busy uh lots of food, <laughs> lots of food. uh <laughs> gain some weight for
0: sure so I'm, I'm definitely uh back on the exercise grind right now to get back into shape both yeah. uh, physically and for this la galaxy season
2: i know i was gonna say we i sort of feel like we had like a little bit of a break and i don't remember and uh and we're not gonna bear any leads here well i promise we'll get to get to the big talking points rather quickly today um i don't remember an la galaxy transfer window that has been this active and it's and it's one thing to have names thrown out, right? And we've seen that we've seen names being thrown out, but we've been able to verify a bunch of those names. So it's not just, oh, this name is being linked with the LA galaxy. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that guy's never come in or yeah, everybody's just this is agents just sort of trying to do that. I have killed a couple rumors. Absolutely. Then in, in this in this transfer window, I have verified way more than I have killed. And I don't know that I remember an LA galaxy team that is more put together whenever it comes to this stuff. I mean, Sosa, Solari, and then you're like, okay, that's, that's kind of a normal transfer window for the galaxy. Oh, they're looking at Sosa and Solari. Oh, you look, Oh, Peck, Peck is in there now. Oh, Pelestry's in there now. Oh, you can keep going. And it's like every time there's an A and a B, which I think has sort of been the plan for the galaxy over the years. We have plan A and we have plan B. And after that we run around and we panic. Um, it's a, B, C, D, E, F. It's like it just keeps going and the quality and the attributes that they're looking for seem to be consistent through it. Like you can sort of tell what they're trying to go after. So I don't know. That's just for me. But what, what's been your take on it so far?
0: yeah i think uh like you mentioned right there's definitely been a lot of names linked but i think what intrigues everybody the most is the type of names that are linked you know it's not just some aging superstar some guy who's close to being out of contract right. these are guys with serious potential from across the world from different markets and i think that's the one thing that excites a lot of galaxy fans is we haven't really seen that so long and especially right now uh, as we're going to talk about later on and as you mentioned with solari and uh, sosa I mean, young South American talent that we haven't really seen the LA Galaxy go after. I'm not counting Pavon because that was alone. loan. Gonzalez, if you guys even remember him. So, I mean, uh, this is the first time that we've really seen the Galaxy be active in this way, in this modern MLS. And I think everyone, you know, is excited. And there's going to be a lot of hype building around the LA Galaxy for that reason.
2: I, I think the other thing is, and it's definitely a transition for me, because we're so often linked to the stars. You see the LA galaxy linked to these stars, these big name players, the things it's almost one of those things that you can look at. Oh, there's a big name who wants to come to the LA galaxy this off season. You're like, that's a fake rumor. Like, that one's not, not the real one. Um, exactly. It's an adjustment, though. I, You know, you sort of wonder. It, it, offset by all of this is the Miami game that's coming up as the season opener. I was talking to some LA Galaxy front office people, and they're like, good thing the first game isn't going to be, like, you know, paid attention to all that much. You know, everything's going to have to be going. A lot of pressure on Greg Vanny, Will Koontz, the entire uh, technical staff trying to get things right from the very drop because it's Miami, but it's also LAFC, I think, in the first nine games. right? It's it's we, And we've looked at those first nine First nine games are not a picnic for this LA galaxy team. So all this stuff is mounting a lot of pressure. And so far what you're seeing is the galaxy being calm composed and and going after it was uh, it was interesting because Solari and Sosa right now both wanted more money, both standing there holding exactly zero dollars. Um, and so that's that's very un-galaxy like in the last years, right? In the whole deal. So anyway, a lot of stuff to sort of uh, to sort of talk about people are commenting on my pupusa hat i would like to point out this is my haircut hat as well um, But I I love who says I love afja uh, and I love this hat so it works well for me too so I'm I'm okay with that part of it uh, it's a win win yeah so it is it's totally a win win so uh, my wife thinks this hat actually looks pretty cute on me too so overall not not a bad day for for Josh here uh, as it, as it goes uh, let's get to uh, the very beginning news and I would like to point out you know Hammer a lot of times is here Hammer and uh, and and Kevin right the panda and Hammer are out as the, at the sidekicks convention as we're calling it. Um, you know the North American Soccer Coaches Convention that's at Anaheim Convention Center. They're there. Uh, they'll be there tomorrow. They'll also be there on Saturday. So make sure you stop by and check it out. You can say hi to those guys. Um, I am not probably going to go just because uh, my work schedule is really busy. Um, but those guys are holding down the fort. I know that Hammer got to say hi to Brad Friedel and Eddie Lewis today, so uh, a little hello. And they do have the ability to do some interviews there as well. So we have that sort of uh, in, in there. So once they they give me some some audio and some stuff. If there's some things that we want to play, we'll put those on some future uh, shows as well. So a lot of stuff happening. Also, Media Day. Uh, Media Day out in Miami, right? So that's going on right now. I'd like to, okay, do you know who the LA Galaxy took for, for Media Day?
0: If, I checked the email. I don't think they took anybody, they right? did. They did. They so. took,
2: they took two did people. They? they took, now here's the, here's the crazy thing about media day right now. Uh, first of all, they took the, like the two nicest guys in the world. Jalen Neal went, um, and, uh, and, um, Oh, 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 I'll get it eventually. Hold on. Oh, it, it was one of those. I was right on the tip of my tongue and then I forgot it. And then it was, it was my Yoshida. Yoshida, Yeah, it's Yoshida. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, there I should have said nicest. Like if I said the nicest guys that you could imagine, Jalen Neal would be there and Yoshida would be there um, as well. Um, so they, they took them to, to media day. Here's the crazy thing. Galaxy, everybody, official report date for the start of the preseason, Saturday. So they had media day before they actually had to report. And usually it's after they have to report. So I was sort of like, like, oh, I thought Ricky would have been there. You know, you get Ricky Pouge out of media day. Well, he's still in Spain because he he doesn't have to be back for it until Saturday. So he's packing up, getting ready to go. And and so he'll be back, too. So they had media day out there and doing that. I think there were some pictures of people. Try, they were trying to sneak some jersey looks at some of these guys. They're all wearing like sweatshirts because they're yeah, probably the they're real. They're doing ju- that to cover the new kids. Yep, that's right. So I can't can't do that. Um, and, and the whole deal, Logan, by the way, says father and son, Neil and Yoshida. Absolutely. hundred percent. I like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's going on media day and then all the news here. Now let's get to the news. Uh, at 11 o'clock this morning, that was about 10 minutes after I got in the car to go run an errand. And so therefore I got a phone call and I was like, wait, what, what happened? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Uh, the LA galaxy put out a tweet uh, and also issued a press release LA galaxy part ways with technical director Yovan Uh, Let's go over the entire press release right now. LA galaxy part ways with technical director Jovan Karofsky, Los Angeles, Thursday, January 11th, 2024. The LA galaxy today announced that the club has parted ways with technical director Jovan Karofsky. So there is your, uh, your press release and everything in there. And uh, you know, I'm going to say this, and I know, and certainly it was my indication that I would look at this and say, wow, that press release isn't, there's not a lot of meat there. Um, But in actuality, Alex, it probably tells the story exactly as it needed to be told. And if you wanted to read any context in there, I I would imagine you might be right. If you and I parted ways in, if I sent you a text message and I was like, hey, Alex, I don't want you on the show anymore. uh, You'd probably be like, thanks, Right. Like there's not a lot. What are you going to you know? Yeah, you could cuss me out and do some stuff, but you don't do that in press releases and the whole deal. So I imagine yeah. people I, I don't know that uh, if you mutually ter- terminate and go ways, then you, there can be all sorts of flowery language and all that. But this was this seemed to be one sided in in this particular release. And so uh, for me, I don't think that is the big deal. The big deal for me is that Jovan Karofsky is with this team for a tremendous Amount of time uh, with the LA Galaxy in two thousand four, two thousand five. Uh, back with the LA Galaxy, this is as players in two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. Has a long history. Obviously, was one of the uh, was the first American to go and play for the Manchester United youth team. Right, so nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety six. Um, sort of in there, he was with Borussia Dortmund. This is an incredibly accomplished soccer player internationally. Yes. Uh, And then came back, played for the L.A. Galaxy, the Colorado Rapids, San Jose Earthquakes, the Galaxy again in 2009, 2011. Assistant coach in 2012, MLS Cup winning 2012 year, uh, was on 2011's uh, MLS Cup winning team, was on 2010's uh, Supporter Shield winning team, uh, 2009's MLS Cup uh, final team, right? I mean, Jovan Krofsky plays a large part of history in the L.A. Galaxy um, and then in 2013 was the technical director and had been with the LA galaxy in the front office, uh, all the way through the tumultuous years in 2017, uh, where everything sort of went. I mean, this is, I don't think it's surprising. Uh, and, and if we're, we're being honest on this show, Alex, I've been, I've been saying that Yovan probably shouldn't have been with the organization since 2017, uh, and had been pretty consistent with that as we, uh, as we rolled through this. What do you make of uh, of this move? Was it surprising for you? Not surprising at all for me. I mean, look, when I when I think
0: of this press release and how short it was, um, for me, it just kind of indicates my, what I think of Jovan Karowski is I don't really see him that much. Um, the only time I'd really see him is if I go midweek to talk to players during training or coaches during training. Only time I see him, I don't ever recollect seeing him, my, me, myself, personally, at a game. Um, you know, it feels like for a while... You know, We've seen Chris Klein and Jovan Karowski be, Karowski be dumped in you know the same vein for the whole Klein out movement, the boycott, etc. Um, it's not a surprise to me. We've seen a lot of a refreshing within the organization with the people that they've brought in with uh, just the overall vibe within the organization. And I feel like this was probably a piece that uh, they were fully okay with letting go and really uh, get the train wheels moving. We are seeing right now with it, all the transfer rumors and things like that, but this club is moving and moving forward. And this was probably one of those steps to keep advancing forward. And in my opinion, I think this is probably something the clubs might been wanting to do for maybe the past year or so ever since the boycott started.
2: Yeah. I mean, the boycott was uh, Krawczyk specifically named in the boycott whenever that happened. Um, you know, it, interesting that it that it sort of takes this long and, and we make it around to this particular uh, ending it. I had been talking and we had heard about Karofsky sort of adjusting to the new style, right? And this new it, out of the referral system. We've talked about the agent referral system that the Galaxy were mostly relying on, even under Bruce Arena and everything else. Um, but, you know, basically agents would refer guys and then the Galaxy would be like, oh, we like that guy. We don't like that guy. It was sort of like, hey, bring, bring your best to us and we shall pick. Um, And now what you're seeing and and the result of what you're seeing is, you know, an actual scouting uh, sort of layout, right? Ghost teams, when we talked about ghost teams so many times. um, in here, but having different levels of different players. And when this guy can't go, I mean, you saw the perfect example of a ghost team with Solari Sosa and Peck, right? And so that those, that's what happens when you have ghost teams, you're like, these are our top three guys that we want. Uh, and then we're going to rank them and we're sort of going to go, we want this. Well, you know, and the ones and twos and threes change just depending on how much you think you can get a guy for and the whole deal. I mean, supposedly Sosa Solari, you know, turned down 12 and a half, $10 million transfers. Uh, you're going to get Peck Uh, here and we'll talk about it in a second at about 10 plus one and a half on incentives uh, plus a 30% sell on as well. Um, So we can you can sort of see how that all goes. But this is sort of that system. It's about scouting. It's about analytics. It's about identifying your players and going out and finding the players with the characteristics that you want and not having somebody come in. And I think Yovan certainly excelled at at the the relationship building. I mean, um, let's play let's play Jovan Krawski's greatest hits because uh, for me that's the really interesting part. I, I, interesting part to me. Uh, you have, G, you know, Jonathan and Giovanni Dos Santos are, are largely attribu- attributed to Yovan Krofsky. Yella Van Damme, uh Roman Alessandrini, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos. We talked about Zlatan Ibrahimović is probably, you know, his biggest get and Zlatan was loved Jovan Krofsky, right? That that type. Yeah, of Yeah, I
0: think I remember one time on, on Zlatan's story. It's just him and Karovsky smoking cigars out there. So they definitely were pretty close.
2: I knew I forgot something tonight. I knew I forgot my cigars. That was that that would have been it. That would have been the 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 play. Um so you know, you look at this and 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 you go through the the whole thing. Again, there's lots of successes in this, right? And but the problem is the LA Galaxy haven't been successful under that system. And in twenty seventeen, under Pete Vienus and Kurt Alfo and Chris Klein and Jovan Krowski, they played anybody can talk about all the teams and how they've sort of played out Alex. I was there in 2017 and that's the worst soccer I've ever seen the LA galaxy play. And you can't like, you could tell, say all you want about the LA galaxy last year and they finished in 13th place. They were at least exciting to watch and like they had ideas and you could see that there was a base for something in 2017. That was not the case. Um, and so that's, that's the big deal. So, I mean, Karofsky and and I think with most things you can certainly go negative and I think there's a lot of negatives to, to his tenure with the LA Galaxy um, but you can point out the positives too and I think if you don't do both and you don't look at both then it's kind of unfortunate with Klein and Karofsky and maybe even Vianus a little bit is you have these guys who are sort of club legends or club heroes or at least highly respected club players they stuck around long enough to be the villains right it's it's always if you're, yeah, if you're hero exactly. long enough hopefully you know you're going to stick around you're going to go out as the villain right so um, that's the interesting part to me. I mean, is 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 there a place for Jovan Krofsky somewhere in, in Major League Soccer? That's sort of people were asking, like, oh, well, where's he going to go? Is he going to become an agent. Is he going to do, you know, this other stuff? And I'm always like, you know, if somebody thinks they can help, they, they, he can help the team. Then, yeah, I think that he could land somewhere else in Major League Soccer or somewhere else, you know, around the world. I don't think this is the end for for Jovan.
0: No, not at all. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, right, this is a guy who has pedigree um, in Europe as well. He's has connections like we've talked about with Zlatan. You know, my thing with Karowski that strikes me about him is, you know, he seems more of a guy who would not really be part of a system too much and more of somebody who would go rogue and do things on his own. Um, somebody who I don't think is comfortable being, you know, a part of a system or being contained to doing just this. Um, which kind of sums up the Galaxy during that era where they were kind of just doing whatever they could to keep everything together despite the big signs that this wasn't going to be consistent, this wasn't going to be efficient, this wasn't going to lead to wins, trophies, or nothing. Now we're seeing the Galaxy being a lot more uh, organized. We're seeing the system behind the scenes being uh, utilized a lot more as we're seeing in this transfer window. And I feel like that doesn't play to what Karofsky would like to do. And it understands it makes sense why uh, Galaxy and Kurovsky would part ways.
2: You know, I was uh, I I, I gave and let's let's be let's be very clear. I gave Eric and Kevin a an assignment and I said, hey, guys, do me a favor. Please record me like a quick little podcast, five, ten minutes, like, you know, just hit it from the convention floor and I'll play it on the show and it's going to be great. Um, And then they went and they tried to make fun of me on on my own podcast. They were like, oh, well, we don't know what to do without dad being here. And there's a reason dad is here, because if dad would have been there, the uh, the podcast would have been five to ten minutes long. Um, You know, instead, it was 22 minutes and I couldn't play it. So, Eric, what do you have to say for yourself after getting bounced from the 22 minute podcast? And and now I have to call you in order to order to make your content fit onto the show.
1: Well, uh, I'd like to invite everyone Uh, There's going to be a new feed dropping on Wednesdays, Panda and the Hammer, 22 (laughs) minute shows. Uh, You know, we'll be recording these, you know, weekly, just, you know, we're going to get one topic where we're supposed to talk about it for five to eight minutes. And then we're going to talk about it for 20 to 30 minutes. I think that's uh, the format that the people want, the format that the people need. So uh, basically I'm, I'm, I'm here to promote our new show, (laughs) sidekick edition that's happening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you put us in charge. Dad was away. Uh, and, and we didn't do our job. We that, messed up the house. Yeah. That's, a, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, call the
2: cops. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I should let you guys stay at the convention, but, um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so talk to me about the sidekick convention real first, before I get your take on, on, on Jovan Kurovsky. That's what I'm calling it. The sidekick convention.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was at the United States soccer coaches convention, a big, it's a big to do it's a big convention yearly, uh, where there's seminars and player demos. And it's just kind of a big, it's a big deal amongst, uh, soccer coaches and a lot of vendors, go out to kind of do their thing. So we were part of Media Row, so we are kind of able to see, uh, you know, talk to a few people, you know, schmooze with the people, kind of see in the vendor area, uh, you know, give out some stickers and talk to, you know, the kind of the who's who of American soccer. Saw a few, you know, former Galaxy player Eddie Lewis out there. Brad Friedel was there. Uh, he's involved with the podcast. So just kind of uh, some people around in the soccer world, and this is just a – it's their one-yearly t- – uh, you know, big deal convention that they go to, you know, being in education, there's teacher conventions that we go to. It reminds me of the office where, you know, they, they go to the convention and they get their swag bags and all that fun stuff. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be that this is soccer coaches. This is their thing. Uh, if you've gone to any type of convention for, you know, any type of corporate America job, this is very similar to that. Everyone is just excited to get their swag bags and do their thing. This it just happens to be that, uh, soccer is these is the job and the occupation of these people but uh, i was excited to go happy to represent corny of the galaxy and uh, we'll be there tomorrow and saturday i believe so we'll see what else we can pull for it. maybe we'll get another 22 minutes from the panda night tomorrow
2: that's right mr provino by the way gave you a five dollar super chat says here's to fund the new cog show um, so you're already, you're already giving me money, which is always nice. Uh, <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> yep, that's right. It's going, going great so far. Uh, Darren, uh, and I, I'm, I'm hoping Darren, I do this, do this with justice. Cause I'm, I'm assuming that you're going with the community side of this, but panda and hammer in the morning. Um, was, was the, is the name of the show, uh, apparently right now. So, uh, that's sort of where we're at. So tell me, I mean, I called you to see how the convention was and you're like, Oh yeah, Hey, I'm just working on this breaking news. I'm like, what breaking news? Cause I was in the car driving whenever it all yeah. got announced and you're like, Oh, Yovan's gone. And I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't even know that. I guess I should probably <laughs> check some things out. So, uh, I went back and and checked my phone after that. What what you and Kevin were at the convention? What was the what's the general <laughs> consensus around these people who who know soccer, who know who Jovan Karovski is?
1: Yeah, um, so it was kind of funny how I got the news as well. I'm there setting up tablecloths and microphones and everything, and uh, you know, Kevin walks in and he goes, Jovan was fired." I was like, "Okay, well, I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> so it kind of caught me by surprise. You right. know, when I, I didn't have my phone with really me, wasn't. Uh, in there with breaking news, but basically that was uh, you know the the big news for today. And from the people that you know we were able to kind of talk to you know off the record and kind of you know go around, they basically were saying this this seems like it was a long time coming. It seems like yeah it was about time and as harsh and as as bad as that sounds with the Chris Klein era you know effectively being put to an end, this is kind of the final chapter of that. And I think that's kind of the general consensus amongst amongst the fan base, but also amongst people in the soccer world who kind of know, you know, are familiar with the Galaxy organization. I don't think it was a surprise to anyone. The writing was kind of on the wall, especially with Will Kunz being the one uh, named chief soccer operations. I don't know if that's his official title. I know, uh, you know, something like that. But basically, with him in charge, this is like. Um, you know, when you get a new girlfriend, you know, and she still wears the old boyfriend's hoodies, it's like, okay, it's time to get rid of the old hoodie. You know, this is, uh, you know, we're not going to be wearing that anymore. This is now, you know, right. my neck of the woods and we're going to, you know, buy a new one. we're going to, we're going to fix things, you know, I'm the new guy in town. And I think this was, uh, I, I don't know that it's a message sent by Will Coons but it's kind of the final, uh, you know, not that it's a final boss, but it's kind of like, okay, now this is, you know, Will ship and he's the one who's driving the ship and, you know, Whatever happens with the Galaxy moving forward, it's going to be, you know, because of the decisions with him at the helm, there's not any more holdovers from the Chris Klein era. And I think that's, you know, for better or worse, especially with the boycott that happened as well, uh, Chris Klein or Klein out was not the only focus of that. Jovan out was also kind of an under under the radar part of that with a lot right. of the supporter groups as well. So this is kind of the final, the final piece to put to rest that era of the LA Galaxy that we were so on. Uh, you know, uh, unhappy with for these last you know five, six, seven years.
2: Yeah. By the way, Alex uh, Hammer and I can agree. If you want to harass your wife eventually in the future, get a girlfriend, get a wife eventually. Uh, just whenever she puts on a shirt or something, just tell her you're like, oh, my ex had one of those. Good memories, <laughs> right? That's that's a good way to 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 keep the spark alive, right? That's what it is. Yeah. I
1: was, I was gonna say you got Alex on as well. We we have we have covered every single sidekick we gotta get we gotta get take the whole band on tour
2: we gotta get we gotta get sophie sophie so i i, we're I all know, gonna get our own uh side shows and whatnot yeah, yeah right <laughs> we're gonna have a whole side channel that is way off way off to the side way off to the side <laughs> and uh, the corner of the galaxy universe yep josie a five dollar super chat says cheers to the rebirth and rise of our galactic empire so uh everybody's feeling i think Pretty good now, so that's good. I'm glad, Eric. Uh, anything else from the from the convention that you want to share? You're going to be out there tomorrow and 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 on Saturday as well. People can come out and visit you, right?
1: Yeah, there will be at Media Row. So if you happen to be at the convention, you know the uh, exhibit hall opens around those hours are about four o'clock. So I kind of misjudged that I didn't know it was an evening event. So I was there early in the morning, but you know I was able to get some. Some work done, some big Good. boy work done, some other things. But, you know, i will be open Friday and Saturday. So I think Saturday, will, it's more of an early morning thing. I think you might make an appearance there as well. So if you happen to be we'll in see. the coaching universe and yeah. this is your thing and you're able to kind of make it happen, we will be there. Uh, or if you know anyone who's going, send them our way. We're happy to talk to people and, you know, glad hand with all the, the who's who of U.S. soccer. That's right. We, we are there. So,
2: all right, Mr. Hammer, I, I shall release you back to convention duty. You have a wonderful time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy.
1: Fair enough. Have a great show, fellas. All right.
2: Thank you. There he goes. The Hammer himself out at uh, the uh, the United States uh, Coaches Convention there at the Anaheim Convention Center. So um, that's all going on. Let me get to some more Super Chats here. Uh, $5 Super Chat from Raphael. $5 to be able to say Happy New Year, COG. See, everybody likes to push the statute of limitations, but for $5, I'll allow it. You know, I, again, I'm for sale, Alex. I'm always for sale. Uh, Executive producer Herb. Always great to have uh, Herb in the house. Um, Herb, good to see COVID didn't kill you and that we don't have the Herb Memorial um, uh, going. So so it looks like you're still alive unless your wife is doing this for you. I have no idea. It says, hey, Josh. Hey, Alex. Here's uh, 1099 for the COG podcast and $9.01 to fund the new Panda and Hammer show. So there you go. Uh, Panda and Hammer in the morning. Um, tell you, man, it's gaining momentum now. I tell you, it's you know all you need is a bad idea, and it just runs. That's bad ideas always get momentum. Just remember that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's why we have. Let me see if I can play it correctly. Panda pato in the morning. Yep, panda and panda and pato in the morning. See, there you go. I
0: love that sound.
2: It is. I don't know why. It is. I, I want you to know. I spent money getting that created and I'm like I need it to be as annoying as you can make it that was my uh, my whole thing there so uh let's get to some more news and move on from Jovan Karofsky because the LA Galaxy have so shall we um I wanted to get to the 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 single game ticket sales right um single game ticket sales coming up here uh and that was available today uh there was a pre-sale yesterday Um, and (laughs) let's just say there's not a lot of tickets left anymore. Okay. That's, that's basically how, how it all comes down to, uh, to everything. As a matter of fact, I actually have some news. Um, and basically that news is this, is that the LA galaxy are going to be announcing tomorrow that basically this game is a sellout. Now there are limited tickets available, limited inventory tickets available for one, New season ticket members. So if you were like, hey, I wasn't going to pay the $7,000 it was going to cost for the single game ticket, but you want to pay the $4,000 it's going to cost you in order to for your full season in nice seats, right? I I forget how much everything. I've I've looked. I've been, um, you know, the whole deal there. So uh, there's still some deals to be had, which means you can still get season tickets in limited quantities this year. As a matter of fact, I was told that perhaps the Galaxy even bumping up against the season ticket member cap that they have. If you were going to put a guess on what the, and by the way, I, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. All right, I've asked the season ticket numbers are like secret sauce at KFC, like the the herbs and spices. You don't know what that what those herbs and spices are, right? Nope, don't know. Um, but I'm hearing, hearing they're bumping up against that cap or at least close to it. And I was going to try to guess what that cap was. And if I'm going to guess, Alex. What, okay, I'm gonna make you guess first. What do you all think right. the cap for season ticket members, the galaxy? Again, we have no inside knowledge on this. Yeah. I don't want people to think we're like hinting at something. We're not, we're guessing.
0: We're just shooting at and hoping that it's close enough. Yes. Um I mean, this is a stadium with what capacity of twenty five thousand? Uh so twenty five thousand, just, just shy yeah.
2: of twenty six. Yeah, whenever you all get there. Around uh-huh. there. I'd assume the highest, I believe. This is just probably be, This is just for season ticket members, right? Because yeah, they cap the season tickets, so how many? Yes maximum that they would possibly would be like 12,000 I think see I said 13 so you and I I think are in the same and the reason we do one is we know the LA Galaxy love their walk-ups right and so you do need to have that inventory that's available to turn right and so they do like that Um, I think that 1213 is probably that number which by the way I think at one point the LA Galaxy were down to like 7500 season ticket numbers like easily I think 7500 is probably a good guess. Um, even though they never tell us. By the way, if you ever want to watch an executive squirm at the LA Galaxy, ask them how many season ticket members they have. Um, I've done it so many times, it's, it's enjoyable every single time. Um, so yeah so so that's what I'm that I'm hearing they're bumping up against that cap so there's inventory still available for season ticket members if you get new season tickets and premium inventory what does premium inventory mean it's like a lot of those VIP sections possibly the suites like the cabanas uh, maybe the on-field sections basically you got to have some coin rich galaxy fan sections you know those ones Alex um, the whole deal did you think now we saw sort of the ranges um, whenever we're looking at the pre-sale and the season ticket member presale that happened on Wednesday about 100 164 to about 392 for add-ons for this Miami game. Uh, whenever you saw the the full range of uh, of the tickets that were released today, about 490 to 890 was sort of the range. Too much, too little? Where 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 do you sit on this uh this whole the whole thing? Yeah, I mean the messy phenomenon,
0: man. It's good for all these owners and their wallets. Uh they're gonna get a lot of bank when he comes to visit uh their stadiums. Yeah, I mean I mean, California is already pretty expensive as it is. So uh, last time Miami came here to play LAFC last season, it was expensive. And, you know, to be honest, I'm really not surprised. I was full heartedly expecting to see like tickets going up for a thousand, you know, around $800. Not surprised at all. And, you know, prayers to you guys in the resale market, uh, because it's going to be wild in there with those prices. And the demand at some point is going to get really high because, you know, coming from Miami to here, the West Coast, you're not going to see messy that many more times, if we're being honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing for me is that, you know, the L.A. Galaxy went out and they decided to have this game at Dignity Health Sports Park. They decided not to take it to a bigger venue. I'm sure they could have taken it to a bigger venue. And so this is their cash out thing. Now, Listen, I think that they gave the best value to the season ticket members. Quite honestly, somebody somebody in the discord was talking and saying there's value in season tickets this year. Just based on the one game, there's probably value in the season tickets. Um, I know there are people out there who are going to sell their season tickets and probably pay for half of their season or or possibly even more for this. Um, As far as I'm concerned, they're your season tickets and you get to do what you want. So I'm not a, I'm not a gatekeeper here. Uh, that's not how it happens. And I don't care how much you ask for your tickets because I'm always like, hey, if you don't like that price, then you don't got to pay it. Right. It's one of those. Exactly. So um, for me, I heard parking about forty dollars for this particular yes. game as well. Right. So everything is jacked up for this. This is going to be a media bizarre blitz craziness that is happening. This is the first game of the season for the L.A. Galaxy. Miami has a game midweek before this uh, for their season opener, and they have a preseason tour that takes them all over the United States. Possibly advantage. LA Galaxy, possibly disadvantage. LA Galaxy. we'll see sort of where that one sits. Um, But this is this is a tremendous game. So seeing all these season tickets and all the whole deal again, The big takeaway that's going to be announced tomorrow is limited capacity in terms of season ticket member uh, new tickets and then premium seating. That's it. Otherwise, this game is officially sold out. Um, So keep that in mind as you go. Now, let's talk about something that's pretty interesting as well. Um, this was news. Uh, this is from Tom Bogert. Uh, and if Tom says it, it's, it's true. So you don't have to like second guess this or anything. I'm sure the announcements will eventually come. But uh, basically, Tom Bogert says Manchester City have triggered the option to sign Mexican youth international Alex Acala from L.A. Galaxy Two, uh, Alcala 18 joined L.A. Galaxy in 2020 in a deal that included uh, City having a purchase option when he turned 18. This is the first transfer window that is available since he's turned 18. This is a deal that we had Dennis DeClosa come on this podcast and talk about and how it was sort of maybe the future of of deals like this. And so this really was a DTK special uh, setting up Alcala, who was basically training with the L.A. Galaxy and developing with the L.A. Galaxy until he was 18. Southway Manchester City that that could sign him right. That group could sign him. They have done that. They have optioned the the this sale. We I don't know what the number is. I've never heard what the number is, but I'm going to be very interested to see. but bottom line is Manchester City will probably take him develop him a little bit further probably sell him on is usually the case how this goes and they'll maybe make you know two three million dollars whenever they do it and that's how they roll right it's about developing the players that have the upside they'll get them they'll develop them a little bit now that he's 18 by the way that doesn't mean that you won't see him playing for new york city fc right like that's exactly
0: because they're under the city football group and city football group has clubs in spain and australia and brazil it would be no surprise at all to see him back in mls
2: yeah and and so i again don't count them out count him out. No first team minutes for Alcala um, and wasn't really expected. This was always in the plan, always in the cards. Uh, It was just a matter of as if he continued to develop in a way that that the city group basically thought that they would want to take him. And so um, it's a it's a big deal. Like it's it's another we talked about uh, you know the sale of uh of Vasquez uh, to uh, to Liga MX right from the academy and 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 those types of things and so that was a hundred thousand dollars and you're so Brandon like, Tejas oh Tejas yeah that's what I meant sorry yeah Tejas like Vasquez um, Vasquez yeah I'm like no I was thinking I was thinking uh, Brandon Vasquez uh, uh, other player um and so that's a hundred thousand dollars right that's not a lot of money, but it sets a precedent. It sets up with the same thing now with Alcala, this sets a precedent This sets this, this type of thing works now that it works. Do you, do you get to do it again? Right? And so this could be a pipeline for the LA galaxy to, to get more money and to develop players. And, I think Greg Vanny was sort of saying, you know, not all players are going to make it to the first team, right? That's not how this works. If you're developing players, by the way, not all players make it to the first team. Um, and so you can sell these as assets, to different teams and make some money. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of where we're, where we're talking about in, in all this, but this is an interesting deal. Now we want to see if they can replicate this and continue to sort of turn, um, turn those out. Um, but yeah, I'll call We We've watched Alcala play and he's an interesting player. I, In a lot of ways, he reminds me of Ryan Alvarez, which was at the level he's at, clearly head and shoulders, thinks better, thinks faster, has more technical, more. Yeah. He does everything just a little sharper, a little bit better. And in some cases, miles better and miles sharper. Um, but I've learned that that doesn't always translate. Whenever you get to to playing big boy soccer, right? Whenever you get up to playing exactly with, the men.
0: You... When, with grown men, right? Yeah, well, because is... you can excel at at youth development, and we've seen the Galaxy invest a lot in in their academy recently. You know, playing a lot of teams, going to different tours and tournaments and and showcasing these players and and that's amazing um but like you said Josh not all these guys are going to make it into the first team usually it's defenders that do end up making it from the first team you rarely see attackers mostly because the galaxy always invests heavily into attackers but yeah this is a good thing for the academy and you know Alcala is a very special player we, he's been hyped up a lot in Mexico um they're really high on him right uh, we've seen a lot of clips and highlights from him uh, against like teams like Manchester United's academy and other european academies as well that the galaxy have gone up against in years past so uh, it's a pretty big deal. And again, uh, this is this was a deal during the Dennis Declosa era. So good to see that uh, throughout all this time it still went through.
2: yeah. we'll, we'll uh, hopefully we'll eventually see all those numbers and all that fun stuff because that sort of really gives you a good idea. This is new territory for the galaxy. I can't say that I know what that is, but I think eventually we're gonna find out what the numbers are. So um so there's there's that. MLS also came out with the news Don Garber put it out. MLS put out a uh, a press release as well that box to box the same people who did uh, drive to survive. Um, um, are, are developing an MLS focused docu-series for the 2024 season. I, you know, yeah. Awesome. And by the way, box to box is selling like a ton of these because they're like, look what we did to, uh, to F1. Right. And really it did. And, and it kicked off a surge in F1 that hasn't been seen and really got a lot of people engaged and involved with it. I mean, uh, my wife, yeah, you are, right, yeah, you yeah, I, I watched in. trying
0: to survive and I got like locked in. I started getting into it like a couple of weeks before the Vegas Grand Prix. So for that whole week, that was like the one thing I wanted to do. But unfortunately,
2: it didn't get to go this year. But next year I will. Yeah. See, and and that's that's sort of the the cool thing is that like you could place it on the map. I always find it interesting, too. I think that like MLS fans or soccer fans in general, like are still like niche, niche sport. Um, yes. Guys, especially anyway. West
0: Coast soccer guys. Right. You got to yeah. wake up early. You got to wake up. To up early. Those European games. That's so. right.
2: You, you got to do it. So you're always trying to like they do you watch hockey? No, I, okay. I don't really watch. That'll hockey. be it's your the next, only major sport. I don't watch. That's that'll be that'll be your next one. You you'll be like, man, hockey's a lot like soccer, and you're this is kind of cool, except that you know it's it's indoors. So um, I always think that 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 sort of thing. So anyway, they call it. Um, this is uh, a, a new documentary. Uh, Box to Box uh, is the name of uh, of the of the docu series um, that they're sort of unfiltered access to the league. So get ready to experience MLS in a way you never have before. I mean, you know, they're really hyping it up. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Um, I imagine it'll be messy, heavy, uh, which is which I would expect in any docu series. But I mean, you could really find if they. It's kind of like Hard Knocks. Do you watch any Hard Knocks? Yeah, I love Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Okay, watching like Miami right now, and the in season yeah. Hard Knocks is amazing. Right, just amazing the way you tell the stories. You start doing that with multiple teams across the season, and you're sort of able to put these out in series and be like, oh, I don't know how many crews you have to have that go out and like maybe you're with five or six teams every week, and you sort of pick the storylines that really pop from those games and that how you do it. But how would you not want to do that? um, and see that because I don't know, you put music behind it, you get a good narrator out there, by the way, available for narration, just in case they need anybody. Um, and, and you could really do some, have some fun, I think with, with how it is. So, Hey, I'm, I'm for it. Let's, let's see what that produces. I'm all for every bit of MLS content we can possibly get. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, they also do a good job and I guess maybe not getting MLS too involved. I want them to be the ones telling the stories, you know, I want it to be authentic how they want to tell it. Um, how we are seeing these stories because a lot of what makes Drive to Survive so good is that it's very raw when you get those interviews with uh, the drivers with uh, everybody there um, I just hope that it, with this documentary they do the same thing with the coaches and the players and you know there's no things that are off limits to talk about because right. we know in MLS there's a lot of different things that can go on um, you know that we've seen uh, in recent years right like the boycott uh, not really talk too much on Apple Whoa. TV imagine if they were doing that uh, they would have a, a whole episode dedicated to that um if they did it this past season.
2: Man, I was getting so much pressure to like not talk about the like just it was just that was such a horrible it was not fun last year at the beginning of last year. Let's be very clear. This is in a yeah. much different situation with all of this. So um and then uh, Lex points out, and yes, Lex, you are correct correct. Didn't will missile Brooks say the galaxy are working on their own documentary? Yes, they are. We've seen the cameras in with us whenever we yes. were there. Um again. I think Will, and listen, Will's a, Will's a communications, he's a PR guy, so I think that's going to be polished probably more than we would like. But I also think that if you don't capture the real, the raw sort of stuff, then the documentary falls flat, right? It can't just be a promo piece. Um, exactly, like the Messi to America documentary that was on Apple TV. Like, I watched a couple
0: episodes, I didn't like it, because all it was was a PR piece, if we're being honest. Uh, you're just talking to Messi, all the things you want to hear from him. It just didn't feel too authentic that a lot of documentaries – um, have that are successful. Like I remember when that documentary, the messy one came out, uh, the Beckham documentary came out at the same time. And right. that one is a lot more raw. You feel the emotions. The Apple messy one, you didn't feel it. So I hope we get to feel somewhat connected to to the stories being told. And I think that's the important thing that really needs to be hit when it comes to this series. Uh,
2: housekeeping item, LA Galaxy announced the kickoff time for April 13th, the way match against Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, that kickoff time is at 7.30 p.m., all right, 7.30 p.m. It was a TBD, I believe. And so now it's 7.30 p.m. Just so that way you you know where everything is. Okay. So uh, that's that. Now let's get to um, the roster a little bit because we've now filled out more of the roster. We put John McCarthy on there. We t- put Miki Yamane on there. Uh, that's 23 players now out of a possible 30. Seven more players to go in order to add it all up. Um, and so now in order to talk about what comes next, we get to the 2024 rumor tracker. Uh, and let's go down. And remember, Corner of the Galaxy has your rumor tracker there. There's one that's missing. I'm waiting on confirmation for stuff. And then I will update that, but we will talk about all the rumors here right now. Um, we talked about, uh, John McCarthy getting over the line. We talked about Miki Mickey Yamane getting over the line. Now, the biggest one right now is five stars and a fire emoji. All right. That's how, you know, it's getting serious. Five stars and a fire emoji, uh, goes with, uh, Gabrielle Peck at Vasco da Gama. Uh, we have confirmed and COG was first to confirm uh, the numbers are this, that the LA Galaxy agree for a $10 million transfer. There's $1.5 million in, per- in performance incentives that could also go back to Vasco da Gama. And then there is a 30% sell on clause. So the LA Galaxy are buying 70% of the player. This always feels weird, but we're going to talk about it anyway. 70% of the player Vasco da Gama will hold 30% because everybody knows a young player like this there's going to be a resale, right? There's going to be a market afterwards. And if the Galaxy move him in two to three years, that sale is going to benefit Vasco da Gama and it's going to benefit the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, Kevin Baxter had his story and basically confirmed all of those items in there as well. And they've agreed to the most expensive transfer. It was right around 10 million for Chicharito with Sevilla. Um, this is going to be a few thousand dollars more than that. Probably that makes it, but plus the 1.5 in incentives is enough to make this the most expensive transfer in, uh, in LA galaxy history. What do you get from, uh, what do you see whenever you look at, uh, Gabrielle Peck?
0: yeah i really like this move following the trade of tyler boyd um peck is literally a like-for-like profile replacement for him uh tyler boyd very direct very vertical that's what peck provides uh, diego Fagundes, uh, we know he's more of a guy who likes to cut inside playing the half spaces john perez jury's still kind of out on what kind of player he is but peck is an established guy who is gonna go forward who's gonna get in dangerous areas who's going to look to be the catalyst of an attack. And that's what he had to do with Vasco da Gama last season because it was their first year back in uh, the top flight uh, Brazilian league. So he had to carry a lot of the team's weight in the attack. And again, this is a player uh, who has, like Tyler Boyd, he's available. He hasn't really suffered any injuries. Brazil has a heavy, heavy game schedule and he played in almost every single game. So he's going to be expected to do the same here at the LA galaxy. And that's the one thing Tyler Boyd was good at being available, playing through injuries. Um, and just being, uh, the same player, same dangerous player week in and week out. And I think the galaxy are really going to get that. And this is a guy who definitely elevates the ceiling of the entire team. Um, unlike, you know, older players who mostly just raise the floor for being honest.
2: Yeah. I, I will say, uh, when you look at him, uh, I, I, I agree. Direct. Uh, he's he's a little cagey too. I, I like his ability to push the ball past players. Right. It's one of those where he gets a player to bite to the inside. He pushes the ball to the outside, and he has enough pace and speed to get around. Um, you know, hearing from some uh, Vasco da Gama fans, they were sort of saying, "Hey, he still needs a little work on like that final pass type of thing." I can mm-hmm. deal with that, right? the The whole deal, um, but he's going to be looking in there for for Jovalich and and you know Peck also a, sort of the long shooter out there. Uh, Yamane is going to be on that outside uh, working probably, and it depends. I think they think Peck can go left or right. Um, in fact, as a matter of fact, I had that discussion. They're like either side; it doesn't matter, right?
0: Yeah, he's like, played on uh, both sides uh, last season. Yeah, the thing with Peck too. Yeah, he definitely is a, a long sh- shotter shooter. Um, but Tyler Boyd was as well last year. I think Tyler Boyd actually averaged uh, like farther distance. Uh, his shots were than Gabrielle Peck. But yeah, if you look at them statistically uh, side by side, they're, they're very similar players in, in that regard in their offensive games.
2: And uh, we can confirm as well, and this was one of the first things we confirmed, this is a young designated player signing, right? So uh, the LA Galaxy going with a reduced cap hit because of a young designated player. Here's the thing, uh, as we get to these other rumors, there's a possibility that the other designated player that they're also going after in some of these scenarios could also be a young designated player. As a matter of fact, the Galaxy could have two young designated players um and i believe they get cap relief from both of those it was funny we talked to you about adding a fourth designated player early I and mean, it was cuz dps cost so much against the cap space you'd end up spending mm. you know like 50% of your cap space on designated players right and that doesn't make any sense well the opposite of that is to use young designated players to drive the cap space down because they don't have that full budget cap hit and if they do that i think they get reduced cap hit and they can spend more money in the center of the roster underneath the cap really interesting take on some of this. And if you get guys who are young, 22, 23 in those areas, uh, the ability to run, the ability to, to still be game changers. And you're able to sort of put the the game on their shoulders at 23, you know, a little bit of a gamble in some of these things, but you're, see, you're sort of seeing that they're developing these guys into what the game changers are supposed to be. And I think even when they come in, they're going to be game changers. Um, there's a, there's a cap benefit to that as well. And so, uh, you know, Next time we get Will Koontz on, we'll talk about cap and sort of how he manages cap and, and all that stuff. But this is a really interesting one. And, and Gabrielle Peck is, is, an, is a really fun, lively player to watch. I mean, you know, this is a guy and I think you said it. Uh, they went after somebody who seems durable. Right, they went after somebody who's mm-hmm. who seems ready to play, uh, who sort of fits the ability. I think the Galaxy are going to be a lot quicker in the counter. Right, a lot of times Ricky Pooch would get into the counter and there'd be nobody there with him. Right, and exactly,
0: I, Douglas Costa didn't have the legs. Right, you
2: basically had to depend on Tyler Boyd every single
0: game to do that, and you wear him out. For 90 minutes like that.
2: Yep, absolutely. By the way, uh, Lex, $5 super chat. If this is the LA Galaxy defense for 24, do you feel it's good enough to make them MLS Cup contenders with the worst goals against in the league in 23? I'm skeptical. I I think you should be, you know, there's there's a couple things to be skeptical about, but it's not like they haven't gone, Alex, at least in my mind, and invested in the defense, right? Aude is sort of the Mm -hmm. starter. You have Nelson as the backup. Um, You know, I think we're sort of thinking Cuevas back up on the right side. Uh, Yamane is, is the starter at right back, but Yamane is a very veteran and a a defender of the year in the Japanese. Yeah, he's got some pedigree to him. He's not a nobody. He's not. And and you're going to pair him with Yoshida. And by the way, I keep seeing like depth charts that show like Kosarus and Yoshida starting next to each other. And in my mind, Jalen Neal starts in front of one of those guys all the time, right? Because you have a young player but you're going to pair him with an older player and you're going to be able to rotate the older players and you'll be able to rotate Neal when you need to as well. There seems to be a good flow and a transition there for me. So I, I'm not saying Caceres and Yoshida couldn't start next to each other. I just don't think that that's what the plan is right now. I think Neil and and Yoshida are quite honestly the starters in Caceres with his injury and coming back and working everything in. And we'll certainly be able to talk to Greg Vanny. I believe next Thursday is when everything is supposed to sort of uh, get back to us being able to talk. So mark that down on your calendar there, Alex. Will do. Um, so, uh The we'll be able to talk to everybody and sort of get their opinions on everything and find out about injuries and that type of thing. But uh, with with the defense sort of shaping up, I do like that Yoshida and Yamane are going to be side of on the same side that Neil's possibly going to be on that left side um, that you're going to have Aude, who I think needs to make a step forward, but I'm not convinced he can't make a step forward. Um, mostly it was conditioning for me for, for more than anything. Mm -hmm. And if he could just stay in games more, he would be, he's going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Give him a full preseason. I think we'll see the best out of him. He like came in six games into the year, not ideal, especially for a young guy coming into new country, but I'm high on Aude. I think he'll do pretty good this season. Uh, definitely some question marks, but I feel there's a lot more, uh, growth that could be coming within that young group. And obviously the goalkeeper situation needs to be figured out because you got three guys there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the preseason and what Manny rolls out with.
2: Yeah. The other, the other question mark for you absolutely should be day on right? Starting at the striker. If you've noticed any of the rumors, none of them are for strikers. They are all for wingers, right? And you can go winger after winger, after winger, after winger. That's where the rumors have been. That's where the LA galaxy are focusing. That's going to be a gamble. And I, uh, you know, I think, um, I think it's been well spelled out by a bunch of people. Uh, Chris Tucker and I have this conversation a lot about Dayon on which is, He's a U22. You paid, I think, like three or four million dollars for his transfer whenever mm-hmm. you got him. So you spent him. But he only costs like two hundred thousand dollars against the cap. So people were talking about you should just pay Tyler Boyd money instead. And now you're going to go with a guy who costs you like oh. and I'm like, you don't understand. Like when you bring guys in on U22 contracts, you could get somebody who possibly replaces Tyler Boyd for way less, way you, less. You can pay them more money, but cap size cap cap space wise, it's way less uh, of a hit and so that's sort of one of those things that was balanced in the offseason and by the way that's a gamble you have a guy like tyler boyd who absolutely proved he could do it alex and now you're saying i guess we don't need him because we're gonna go out and find somebody who's either as good or better yeah that's tough
0: it's tough but i feel it makes sense I, i've t- come around with tyler boyd and totally understand it i mean guy coming in first year in one contract had a career year uh Overachieved in his expected goals. You know, there's some things that kind of signal that there could be a regression in next year. Right. Um, But I I feel like the Galaxy were confident in their choice. And uh, again, I feel like there's a really high possibility that this trade could work out when we look back at our knit. Three years down the line.
2: Uh, Lex says, you know, he, he uh, uh, I should say they uh, they feel uh, like they have no depth like that like without a if out gets injured, then you're Austin Nelson. Well, Nelson's a, an experienced MLS defender. I don't worry about that. More worry about it the right side with Cuevas and that type of thing. That's where yeah. I think you worry about the depth. But worst case scenario. You could go three in the back and you could slide. You could slide one of the center backs. You could get Kossaris. You could get Yoshida. You could get Neil. And you could sort of string that out in the back and and make some changes in that too. So um, I, you know, I think that uh, the big deal here is you're going to get two designated players. But that also, whenever you get the two DPs, it's going to set you up for depth. And when we talk about some of these next rumors as well. There's sort of there's the illustrate there's the illustration of depth that you're, that it seems the galaxy possibly could be going for. I wanted to highlight this uh, particular tweet uh, from Kevin Ryder, uh, the famous Kevin Ryder from Kevin and Bean on K Rock for uh, so many years and on on KLOS now, uh, Kevin. By the way, you're welcome on the show anytime. I know you listen occasionally. Uh, We'd love to have you on whenever you want to. But he goes, uh, he says, I love supporting a team, uh, the LA Galaxy, that makes this type of gamble, getting somebody. And he's talking about Peck before their best days is a huge risk. I love it. Takes huge balls, right? I'm sure he's talking about soccer balls whenever he says that. So, um, I just, I thought that was an interesting tweet and Kevin is a, is a lifelong uh, LA galaxy fan and you'll see him at games uh, all the time. Uh, here's the other rumor that sort of got put up. This is the palestri rumor, right? And here is the interesting thing about, uh, Fagunda palestri. This one seems a little off. And if you go back to the rumor tracker, uh, you'll see that, uh, that palestri is at two stars, right? And so I'm, I I'm the arbiter of the stars and I am telling you that the reason that there's two stars is because even from internally, the LA Galaxy were sort of like, this is a long shot. We don't think we're going to get them, um, but we're going to try, right? This is one of those, hey, shoot for the stars. You never know what you can get, right? Maybe you get a Ricky Pooch, right? You miss all the shots you don't take, right? It's kind of Michael Scott. Yeah, Michael Scott. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, So... That's what they're doing with Pellistry. I don't think there's any legs to it. There's, listen, Galaxy interested. They absolutely went after him. They, uh, you know, I think that they, I, I would hope that they had submitted the bid and they did all the things they were do- going to do. Um, but that's that's the interesting river with with, with Pellistry. The other thing was it was PSV that was in, sort of in, involved in that for a loan, possibly when well, Alvia Real has sort of jumped in on this too if Pellistry is going to be up. So there's Galaxy have a lot of competition and that's why I don't think they think that there's a real... Uh, path to, to landing pellet But if you did get somebody like we were joking around on Monday, um, and sort of saying, well, what is the budget for the LA galaxy? This, this off season, right? Like, what does it look like? You know, whenever you're, are they going to spend $20 million on strikers? That seems like a lot, right? The whole deal. Now, you know, they're sending about 10, 11 and a half for, for pack. And, um, I don't think that deal will be announced this week. It could stay. Some of the times these happen really fast. You have to understand like people sign. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, let's announce it right now. And then sometimes they're like, let's plan it out and let's do it. Um, But Peck is basically to that line where everybody signed. It seems like it's ready. Um, Kevin Baxter reporting basically that everything's agreed to. So we're, we're just waiting for that to get across the line. But then you go and look at, at Pellister. Well, if you're going to go after Pellister, that's another $10 million easy. If you're going to go after uh, that young kid, um, and what you're trying to do. And so that's an interesting take because then we can start adding this stuff up $8 million, $10 million. I mean, you're in the $20 million. Well, it seems, and and certainly with some discussions I've had, the LA galaxy have a budget of, and, and tuck yourselves in for this one, because if you would have told me that the LA galaxy had this budget starting this season, Alex, I think I probably would have been like, yeah, you're crazy. You're like, there's no way the LA galaxy, but it seems around $25 million is what the what the budget is going to be. Now, I think you're going to see two DPs and a U-22, those and possibly a TAM with some significant money spread in all those to get about $25 million. So know what the LA Galaxy are up against as we go. Um, that's a tremendous amount of money, and I Uncle Phil opened the money bags for this. It seems like Um, there also seems to be a a plan, Alex, that that at least, you know, has sort of been hinted at that. The idea is you buy these young players, you get them, they perform, you sell them, you buy young players, you get them. It's the sale of those players that funds the next round of buys, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what I mean ballsy to, to to sort of coin a term that kevin used there uh mr kevin Ryder. yeah ballsy this is this is a, a serious investment in cash the likes of which i don't know the la galaxy i've ever seen
0: yeah they're they're definitely taking a risk here but i think they have to do it you have to evolve as a club when everyone else in the league has and you know if they're able to sell these young players that's gonna help a lot when it comes to leverage and transfers you know uh like atlanta united when they first got miguel almiron um, a young guy in South America and sold him off to Newcastle, you saw them be able to quickly replace him with another young South American. Right. And if you know, you're know you able to s- tell players, hey, we can develop you here and sell you off to Europe, they're going to be more inclined to listen to your offers, for them to demand their clubs to be let go as well. And I think overall, this is something that's going to benefit the Galaxy five, ten years down the line if they're able to get players like you know Ricky Pooch, Daniel Vlitch, maybe Gabriel Peck one day. Uh, sold to Europe. It's going to help yep. their transfer strategy and it's going to be a lot easier for them to convince younger players. Like, imagine if this police rumor came out five years later, right, when the Galaxy have known for selling younger players, known to develop these guys. It feels it would be a lot more possible for him to be like, OK, yeah, I think I'll, I'll give this a chance. I'll listen to it. So it's a big step that the Galaxy are taking, but much needed one after all these MLS clubs have really kind of gone through that step already.
2: Uh, Pottermas says, uh, Josh or AEG really bothered about the Galaxy. I don't think you spend t- I, listen I don't care if you're a billionaire all right like like Phil Anschutz is 25 million dollars is still a tremendous amount of money. I don't care I don't care what you're talking about uh, for my job we deal in projects that are you know 10, 12 15, 20, 30 million dollars. it's a lot of money. let's not let's not pretend it's not. Um, and so that's a significant amount. And I think if the galaxy, if AEG and it, you know, wasn't interested in the LA galaxy, they wouldn't be dedicating $25 million to, to basically a, a transfer window. By the way, that might not even count like what's going to happen in the summer too. So just keep that in mind through, through all this. Um, but yeah, between 20 and $25 million is a tremendous amount. Let's get to another rumor that popped up. This one is Gabrielle Rukovina. Uh, and by the way, you can spell Gabrielle with a J in there as well, just in case you're looking on transfer market and trying to figure out who this guy is. Cause it took me a little while. Uh, but Gabrielle Rukovina is another winger. You're looking at a guy who's 19, I should say a kid who's 19. Um, and currently, yeah, I know this is, this is crazy. Alex, you're making, you're getting ready to, to have a $3 million oh, transfer too, right? He's younger than me. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's cra- this is how you know you're getting old. The, the players start getting younger than you. Trust me. It'll eventually you'll be like everybody on the team is now so much younger than me that if I tried to play on this team, they wouldn't allow me like I'd have to be a goalkeeper at this point if I wanted to play on the LA Galaxy. And pretty soon that's going to go away, Alex. I'm not going to be able to even be a goalkeeper on the LA Galaxy team anymore. Um, Apparently a $3 million euro. They're almost the same in exchange. So you just take $3 million, call it that um, plus bonuses and percentage from the next sale. So sell on fee in there as well. If you're looking at this particular signing, I can tell you one, the L.A. Galaxy absolutely have interested in this player. Uh, They are interested. They're going after they're looking at. Now, whether or not that gets done is, is remains to be seen. I was told basically that some of what is out there is true, not all but some, by the way, it would be helpful to know what wasn't true, but I didn't get that part. So um, basically some of what is out there is true. Uh, basically, R- Rukavina wants to leave, but uh, Dynamo uh, don't want to sell him for that amount. This is one of the rumors uh, that is out there. The LA Galaxy offer includes a percentage that player and manager get, So uh, Dynamo in the end isn't getting the three million. So there's about 20% in there is what we're hearing. Uh, and basically, here's another uh, rumor that comes up. It says the reason is the player would probably get a 20% of the transfer fee. Dynamo would sell him if he gave up the 20% of the transfer fee, right? Well, basically the galaxy, you're talking about about $750,000, I think, right? So on a $3 million deal, it makes it pushes it almost to 4 million if you're going to do it, but that's negotiable. There's negotiating in here. This is not a no, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, what have you, uh, did you take a look at, uh, at our, our, our young winger here, Ruka Vina guy has, uh, if let's see almost no first team minutes, right?
0: Yeah, I got my notebook right here. This is where I keep all my notes on rumors and players and stuff. Basically, playing for Dinamo Zagreb in Croatian League, 19 years old, like we said, he's made two appearances in 17 possible games he could have played in. That's kind of been the one thing about him. He's, you know, complained about the lack of playing time because he's a highly touted prospect in Croatia, played through their U16 through 19 levels, a guy that very much has shown the technical ability, the speed, everything you want to see from an exciting dynamic winger. Uh, the inter- The one thing that I took away from this is he would definitely be more of a project than he would be a win-now type player. Very raw, a smaller guy, definitely needs to develop his body. And, you know, again, this market as well for MLS hasn't necessarily been too successful. Last year we saw LAFC invest in A Buick, who played in the same league with another team. And he was not really a game changer for them, uh, was basically out of their rotation, not, not getting any minutes by the time they made their MLS Cup run. So it's definitely a risky investment, but if they're able to play their cards right, nurture them well and develop them well, then this can definitely bear fruit. But again, more of a risk than it is uh a guaranteed success.
2: And, and you're talking about depth now. This is a depth piece, a U-22 piece, likely the third U-22 with the Galaxy possibly having, a, well, we know one young designated player, certainly with uh, with Peck, and uh, there's possibly another one whenever we're looking at some of the other stuff, or just a, a senior designated player. They're able to have three U-22s. Uh, you have Jovolic, and Aude as the two U-22s, so this would be the third U-22 should this one get across the line. There was actually hints and rumors that I was talking to people that this was done. I haven't been able to confirm that yet, so uh, we'll sort of pay attention to this as it goes and and sort of keep an eye by the way uh, certainly there is a, anything that can go wrong, will go wrong, sort of vibe to a lot of signings, right? Like you're like, oh yeah, we're, we're there. They're going to sign it tomorrow. And then like something else changes and something else happens. And so it's not until you get this signature on the line that things are actually done. It gets put into the FIFA system, the transfer, the ITC gets generated, all those fun things. That's when things are actually done. As we know with Julian Araujo last year and the whole, uh, ITC transfer late, a uh, couple minutes late type of thing. Yeah. Almost a year since that. Almost Julian Rajo, Mr. Uh, Mr. Red Card, Mr. Four Game Suspension. By the way, four game suspension. There yeah, were, that was there was nothing there.
0: Nothing there. One would have been fine. Oh my goodness. Uh so yeah. Trying to
2: get an Oscar nomination, that guy. I you know, hey, uh, you know, they they can't all uh they can't all be MLS. Okay, you can't all be rough and tumble MLS. Some of those leagues are softer uh, that those guys play in. Um so that's that. Now the one rumor that I don't have confirmation on is the one that was hottest this morning. Uh, and this is that there is a club interest in signing, uh, Joseph paint. um, it's the LA galaxy. They're interested going after Gink. Uh, there's an $8 million release clause in this, right? And so basically whenever you talk about release clauses, it's a very simple formula. The LA galaxy pay $8 million. They go ahead and do that. And then as long as the player wants to come there and they want to join that, that, that deal is over the $8 million is paid done. Have a nice day. Everything's going on. Uh, Alex, I know you've been following uh, Joseph a little bit here and, and looking at him. What, what, uh, what can we expect from, uh, from this uh, gentleman should he sign with the LA Galaxy?
0: Yeah, I mean, Payne one of the top players in the Belgian league, had 17 goals and 11 assists in 36 games last season. A guy who's very productive on the wings, likes to be a playmaker. And I think that might be the profile we would want to see with Gabriel Peck being so vertical and very attack minded. I think having a guy who's also very quick and able to you know, play that final pass would be a good combination on the other wing. He's a player for Ghana they're currently right now get preparing for the Africa cup of Nations he started in their game I think yesterday so he is you know a guy who's um with his national team who's touted very highly by them and again this is like I said uh with him being a crater I think he gets a lot of touches on the box and he gets 1.7 uh, 1.57 shots on target per game which is in the 99th percentile in the top 12 leagues uh whatever uh, football reference uh Uh, refers to it as, but yeah, this guy is a guy who's going to get goals on target, or shots on target, excuse me, going to get touches in the box, and a guy who's not afraid to playmake, to play a different role, rather than being the focal attack point, so this is also to a player who's 24, 25, so you're getting somebody who's already had years of experience under his belt, Um, unlike Peck, who's just coming off his first season in the first division, uh, Payne still is basically one of the best players in his league, and this is the type of transfer that the LA Galaxy would be wise in acquiring.
2: Yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting one. Again, I don't have any confirmation on this waiting. Uh, I know that LA Galaxy executives are out scouting, out traveling, uh, out amongst the people of the world where that is. I don't know. Uh, just probably not here uh, is, is basically the the word that everything is happening. And again, uh, players supposed to report now on Saturday. So Saturday coming up day after tomorrow, LA Galaxy players will be reporting. As camp starts. They have physicals and everything else that they'll go through. I believe probably Sunday, Monday and get through that, uh, do all the physical training. And then on Thursday, um, that's when you can finally look and say, okay, good. The LA Galaxy uh, are sort of back and we'll be able to hear from Greg Vanny and uh, a a crazy little offseason talk to Greg Vanny about as well. Um, So hopefully uh, I was talking to the Galaxy today. I'm I'm hopeful they'll put some of that on Zoom so that way uh, people who can't make it to the stadium can also uh, participate. But uh, that's one of those really interesting things. I'll I'll say this and I, I sort of hinted at it at the beginning or we talked about it at the beginning. But seeing the options pop up constantly, Alex, and it's like, hey, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, it doesn't matter. It puts the Galaxy in such a stronger negotiating position, right? Because you can go back and look Uh, again, Solari, Sosa, uh, tell me how much money they're holding of the LA Galaxies right now. Zero, right? They don't have it. And so the whole thing is teams start to realize that as well, which is, oh, the LA Galaxy? Yeah, if you don't make a deal with them, they'll just go somewhere else because they'll get somebody else. And so it's about making a deal. It's about coming ready whenever they, the gala galaxy come into it. And that gives you such a strong negotiating position. Uh, if you're ever doing, and, and you know, some of this is, is part of my, my real job that I do, but if you're ever doing a project, like, and you have to have like bids and stuff like that, get three or four bids. One, you're going to learn how this, particular thing happens 2 you're going to learn about how much it should probably cost and three you're going to have all the negotiating power because you can go well this guy has this price that type of thing well you know but i like you better so i want you to be below his price so i can pick you oh well i don't do that. okay cool i'll come with that guy it's having options and this is the truth in like any negotiation gives you the power and right now you're seeing the la galaxy position themselves in in the power sort of chair right the ability to to sit there and say, we have options. You can't hold us hostage, right? And so uh, when you looked at some of the other, uh, you know, deals that have sort of come through, you could look and say, oh, well, you know, a lot of times you'd say, oh, well, the LA Galaxy are gonna overpay for this guy because of this, right? You know, oh, well, they only have one option, so they're gonna overpay, they're gonna panic, they're gonna do all these things. That's not what we're seeing. And, and I think not only that, but we saw with Sosa, which was 12 and a half. We're not paying mm-hmm. any more than 12 and a half. Okay, well then if you're not, we're walking away. And they did. And then they went and got somebody else, Gabrielle Peck, who is probably going to be as good a fit as Sosa or Solari or anything else. But that also means you could go back to Sosa and Solari and be like, hey, we have we have this ability to 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 go back and talk to you now. I mean, you know, I, it was 10. Now it's now it's eight and a half. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, we already spent our money. So if you want to make a deal, we can do it. I, do you feel like do you see do you feel the. Uh, it, or maybe do you see it the same way as I do? I feel like there's there's so much the ability to, to adjust and to react quickly right now for the LA Galaxy.
0: Yeah, it feels like their transfer strategy is just a lot more flexible to deal with whatever situation pops up. You know, we look back at the Douglas Costa transfer where, you know, that one, it feels like if you would have maybe put more resources into looking into different player profiles and different players across the world, we could have ended up with a, a different person, somebody else who made it. maybe would have been younger, would have cost a little less, and would have had maybe just as good or more production as he did in his final stint with the Galaxy. But yeah, I mean, this uh, refreshing of uh, their transfer strategy, I think, brings a lot of good energy for uh, the club. Again, this is one of the biggest clubs in MLS, no doubt about it. You can't argue that. So they've got to be able to establish themselves as that big club when it comes to these transfers. And I think we're really starting to see this movement go on. I mean, we kind of saw it a little bit uh, in the summer window last year where, you know, we're seeing the Galaxy talk to these players, free agents. We're seeing them negotiate within the league, something that they necessarily haven't really exploited to their fullest potential. And they did last summer, which really helped the team and give, gave them a little boost for a couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm I'm liking what this club is doing, the direction they're heading in. And I think you're seeing a lot more organization and just a lot more uh, communication uh, between different departments, between people, between negotiations for between clubs and players. And I think right now uh, this is really kind of helping set in a, a good energy as the season comes in and as players start to report within the next couple of days.
2: The uh, the big news: Jovan Kharovski out with the LA Galaxy. Uh, Peck very close to being across the line and will be a young designated player for the Galaxy. And then all the rumors. I mean, this is this is nonstop. Uh, remember, if you want any chance at getting to that Miami game now, you're either in resale land, uh, which God bless you and good luck. Um, and then also uh, you could possibly get still get season tickets. So so go try to get those season tickets if that's what you want to do. Um, there's a lot of momentum behind this L.A. Galaxy. I think you can feel it. Alex, you sort of hinted at that as well. I, you know, I feel like they're going to be an improved team. I felt like they were actually a pretty good team last year just for a lot of reasons it never clicked, mostly the injuries and everything else that decimated that team. But there was a stretch in there where you were sort of like, I told you this team could play. And if they get back to some of that and, you know, you can look at sort of, yeah, there was a lot of players who departed the LA galaxy this year, but there's still a core in there. Uh, we go back to the roster as it stands night Right now, Ricky Puj, Gaston Brugman, Diego Fagundes, uh, Maya Yoshida, Mark Delgado, Dayon Jovalich, Martin Caceres, Jonathan Bond, Chris Mavinga, uh, Julian Aude, Jonathan Perez, Johnny Perez, uh, Edwin Sorrillo, Marcus Fercrantis, Jalen Neal, Mauricio Cuevas, Daniel Aguirre, Eric Zavaleta, Novak Michevich uh, Gino Vivi, Miguel Berry, John Nelson, John McCarthy, and Miki, Miki Yamane. Um, you know, you can put Gabrielle Peck right there uh, as sort of the next one to come across the line. And then Miguel Berry, still his rights with the, to the LA Galaxy. But right now, we're going to call him as a roster player because they went out to get him. So that's what we have. That's where we're set. Uh, we will now take a break a little bit. I think you're there's a good chance your Friday is chill is a chill Friday. Right. But there's also a chance that all hell breaks loose. So, you know, you never really know about this time of the year. So hope everybody enjoys their, uh, their weekend and a uh, $5 super chat from Gary says rad show. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Gary. We certainly appreciate it. Remember Kevin and Eric uh, are out at the convention. You can go visit them uh, as well. So uh, make sure you do that, especially on Friday. Sounds like it's going to be the big day. So if you're listening to this in the morning, head on out to that convention. I think that uh, NWSL is also going to have their draft draft. Uh, yeah, their Patrick draft is
0: here in the in the
2: area. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's also happening down there. So a lot of fun. So, all right. Uh, is there anything, Alex, that you want to talk about? Uh, are you are you good? Did we cover all the things we were supposed to cover?
0: Yeah, we're good. I mean, this is feels like a new book instead of a new chapter for the LA Galaxy. So I'm excited to see what happens this year. And you know, compared to last year, I'm I feel excited to see to report what's going on to write stories about what's going to go on. And last year we had a boycott, all these transfer bans, everything. Feels so refreshing from a reporter's side of things to be like, hey, there's a lot of possible stories that could be written this season.
2: Well, we're, we're going to have uh, we're going to have you know what? The, the name of the game in 2024 is Return to Fun. All right. Return to Fun. Things are going to be fun in 2024. Do I guarantee it? No. I mean, is there going to be a pain along the way? Absolutely. Right. But I think that overall you're going to find that that things are going to be a little more fun. And remember, soccer's supposed to be fun. This show's supposed to be fun. Some of y'all take it too seriously. But um, you know, we love you for it anyway. So that's good. All right. Alex, tell people where they can find you on the Galactic Tribune and everywhere else. And by the way, before he says anything, if you're not subscribed to uh, to Alex's uh, site, then you're missing out. And I subscribe because I learn something new every time. So Alex, tell people where they can find you. Let's go.
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, X, at uh, ALXRUIZ15. All my tweets to my articles, links to everything are in there. And as Josh said, you can find a lot of my articles and analysis on the Galactic Tribune, which is a substack.
2: Yep, it's good. It's good. it's gonna be great. You okay? Did you die there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure. No, go follow Substack. Go follow all that fun stuff. Alex is great. We're gonna have him on throughout the year. Uh, whenever we uh, we need to fill in, Alex will be back here as long as he'll uh, he'll have us. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at juesman jg and of course at Galaxy Podcast Corner The Galaxy Rumor Tracker is up there. Go visit that as well. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We will be back on Monday night with Mr. Panda, Kevin Baxter, ready to talk some more LA Galaxy. All right, for Mr. Alex Ruiz, I'm Josh Pato Guessman, You've been listening. You've been watching, to Our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at GalaxyPodcast. Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy